I can tell you all a horror story, but I don't know if I should. Uh, <laughs> I think you should. Not about me. So I come from a family of people who have breast cancer. It's like really obnoxious. My mom had the BRAC2 gene. She never got breast cancer, but like all of her siblings did. Ugh. Like her, like three sisters. My dad's sister also got breast cancer. And she caught it really early. And so their like primary method of treating her was radiation. So she had like six weeks of radiation like I did. But um, a few, I think it was like months after her radiation was over, her heart stopped and she like died and was brought back to life. And the doctor said it was because of her radiation. Cool. Yeah, which is absolutely horrifying. Cool, 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 cool. So I'm kind of like now always, I'm like a crazy person about my heart. And which is ridiculous too, because that's where I had my reconstruction and all of my, what's it called? The things that are trying to come back to life in your tissues. Oh, your vasculature, like all of your vessels, your veins, your... Yeah, but you have, I don't know, I'm making like a shocking motion because that's what it feels like. Like your nerve endings. My nerve endings are trying to like work because when you first get reconstruction, there's like no nerves there. So now they're trying to start working again and I always feel like my heart is hurting. So I'm like constantly paranoid that my heart is just going to stop, which is a very... It's, I'm, I'm hoping it's an irrational fear, but since it happened to my aunt, I'm, like, actually scared. Yes, I told you it was a horror story. I know. Jesus Christ. Yes. Yeah, it sounds like it's going to be a hard year for you. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the hell? The rest of your life, anytime you feel a heart pain, like, shit. Oh, am I going to die right now? God. Yeah. All this rando shit that can happen to you. Yep. All right, well, hmm. Yeah, so I, I go to a heart doctor, and she has assured me that my heart is totally fine, oh. which, is re- which is helpful. It does give me a bit of a peace of mind. At least I'm not just, like, contemplating consistently if there is something wrong with my heart. I mean, if the doctor's saying there nothing is, and it's probably just those nerves, then I should believe them. But because do you? Like, do you really, really it, believe them? It depends on the day. Yeah. Like, right now, my heart does not hurt. But if I keep talking about it, it probably will. It probably Because it's will. like a psychological thing. Okay. Then I'll tell you something. We used to have this patient. When I worked, when I was a medical assistant, which is, uh, you know, when you go to the doctor's office, they're usually the person that brings you back and takes your blood pressure and, and says, okay, the doctor will be in in a while. Like, that was me. And I worked in a doctor's office for five years, and we had this patient over those entire five years and he would come in oh god at least every few months and every time he came in he would be convinced that there was a part of a hatchet in his head oh wow yeah he was convinced he had a story about a time and we don't know that this is true because there was no physiological evidence that this had ever happened to him that that he had been struck in the head that he had had a hatchet embedded in his head and even though the hatchet had come out he was convinced there was a piece of it left in his head so we would do x-rays and you know sweet dr sullivan would very uh 
kindly and patiently explain to him and sh- he brought would bring him out and show him the x-rays and say you know this is what this kind of tissue looks like and then this is what metal would look like on an x-ray and see you don't have any of that like he would explain it to him very patiently very calmly and by the end of the appointment that patient would be like okay yeah no you're right there it's not in there that it's not in there and then a few months later he'd be back and he'd be like I really think it is like I think we just missed it I think we need to and like for five years this went on wow and it's I don't know if it's still going on for this guy or not and I and I remember thinking that's so what a strange man (laughs) But honestly, is he a strange man or did something traumatic happen to him and now he has this pain in his head and for whatever reason, whether that trauma was someone hatcheting his head open or not, he fixates on it. And I have never felt more empathy or compassion for this random man whose name I can't remember than I do now because it's shit like that. Like you're told by your cardiologist, your heart, your heart is fine. It's fine. They found this like three millimeter subsolid nodule in my lung when oh I got my God. CT angio. Yeah. So I get another CT next week to find out if it is anything. Jesus. But I know, I know that even if they tell me, yeah, it's probably nothing. Every few days, I'm going to fixate on it. Uh, and I'm so going awful. to make minor changes to my life to plan for this potentially being a thing Mm. and we all do this do you get scans i got the ct ngo in anticipation of my deep procedure oh that makes sense because you have to do it for that yeah and because i've just finished like actual treatment in like a few weeks ago right i haven't had the i don't know what happens next i don't know you know, in the movies, there's always a point where they do the they do something and they're like, I'm cancer free. Like, I haven't had that <laughs> moment yet. So I know it's always so weird, even though it's like, yeah, I shouldn't have cancer in my body. But when your doctor also tells you, but there could be cancer cells anywhere, just like waiting to wake up one day. You're like, thanks, doc. Yeah, but then you're also like, I'm never going to celebrate being cancer-free because it feels like I'm jinxing myself. Well, and it's arbitrary. Yeah. Like any person on the street could celebrate being cancer-free, but that doesn't mean they're not going to get it. Like even if they've never had it. I don't know. Like it's... And we're at an increased risk for getting it again because we've had it. And because we had it young. And for a million other reasons. Oh, yeah. It's based... Basically, I feel like my doctors were like, yeah, you'll die of something related to this one day. I'm like, great. Yes. Oh, that's cute. That's cute. It's like, what do you say to that? I don't know. Knowing, like I always wanted to know how I would die. Exactly. <laughs> Knowing how you're going to die is a really uh, fucked up thing. Yeah. I, uh yeah, I had this really dark time where I like refused to plan for retirement. And I was just like, I want to spend all of our money now. Oh, and my husband. I haven't got there yet. Is that going to be fun? <laughs> my husband was like really pushing back, rightfully so. He was like, but I'm like, going but to I'm gonna live. <laughs> and you're being crazy. I'm like, yes. But I wasn't like, I didn't want to blow all of our money. I just like didn't want to like not do things in the present. 
because I would do them later in retirement or because I would save that money. And I'm actually very content living like that. Like we're still saving for retirement. Like I've I've decided that that was very irrational to stop saving for retirement. I'm not, yeah, God bless that. But if you didn't, let's say like you come full circle again and you're like, now we're spending this shit. Like what does that look like? So for me, it looks like a shit ton of traveling. Yeah. Which I have more trips planned. Same. But it's also for me being, now it's like being smart about it. Like if my husband's like, let's put more money into retirement. I'm like, no, let's go to Europe. Like, yeah, okay. that's where I'm at. Let's do But that I'm going to still be like a level-headed individual who's not decided that I'm going to die in the next couple years because statistically I shouldn't, you know, I, I, sh- I should live my life. Sure. And think that the future is going to happen one day. Yeah. In terms of breast cancer though, statistics have not been my friend. Okay. Statistically, this should have never happened. This, this I'm a complete true. anomaly. Oh, 36 yeah. years old. It's a non-genetic mm-hmm. triple positive breast cancer like oh yeah no family history like nothing no my mom was like my mom had been telling me do not get tested till you're 30 for BRAC2 she's like no one in our family has ever gotten it before they were in their 40s like let's just like not let it be a stressor 27 shit oh that's insane yeah that's insane Last thing about this, though, we were about traveling and Europe and everything. My husband just got done reading, I think, one of A Farewell to Arms, like one of Hemingway's novels. So then we were talking about Hemingway and how he just, these authors back then, like they would just travel around Europe, you know, and Mm -hmm. like they couldn't have been that wealthy. They couldn't like we were thinking, how do you would you even do that today? Let's say you just wanted to live a nomadic lifestyle and you wanted to travel around Europe and you just wanted to go from European city to European city and kind of find a way to live that way. How would you even do it? Because you have to have a lot of money in savings and then... You would have to have money. You couldn't live like... Well, because I studied abroad in England and I remember I was not allowed to get a job. Right. Like... As a student. Right. But I don't know if that's like you need to get some type of working visa, right? I don't even know. I don't but think you can. What if your work was writing? Like, oh, so for right. me, yeah, the, yeah. the fantasy is to just travel mm-hmm. and write the great American novel. And we were kind of discussing, like, in my mind, the death of the great American novel. Like, that this is why books today have such a different feel to me than if you read you know something from Hemingway or you read like Fitzgerald or something like that Mm -hmm. it's so different because of the life they were able to live while writing these books Mm -hmm. it's also why all these great American novelists that I'm mentioning are men because women sure as hell weren't allowed to just you know, be nomads in Europe and be like, hey, can I, if I stay here for the night, I'll like fix your car or whatever. Like, right. that's not a thing. They would have all been raped and killed. Mm-hmm. And maybe they were. And that's why we don't have, you know, we've got Jane Austen, we got George Eliot. And then, 
there's probably a lot more that I don't know about, but like you couldn't even do it today. You couldn't also, I've got to get a fucking shot every month until April 30th, 2024. So I can't be without insurance. You get to stop then? Well, they gave me what I believe is an arbitrary stop date. Are you going to take Because a- they're anticipating I will just, my body will, will not be able to mount enough estrogen on its own um. to come out of menopause once we stop suppressing it. Because I will be, what, 42 years old in mm-hmm. five years? And so they think that that will be enough. If it's not, though, I could be looking at more. But that's my choice to make. And I don't know what I will do at that point. But this dream I have <laughs> of just traveling around Europe, like you can't do it. You can't do this anymore. You would need to be sent with a lot of shots. Yeah. And, a lot and of money. Meds. And mm-hmm. like just being a woman puts you at increased risk. Not that I wouldn't take my husband, but maybe I don't want to. Maybe he stays here. Because somehow in this fantasy, I'm a different person where I'm not married or something. Yeah, I feel like you could do it if you really wanted to, though. Yeah. I feel like I disagree. But I then does like... it turn into like an eat, pray, love situation? Because I don't mm, want that. That's true. I don't want I don't want it to be like that. I don't know. All this to say, fuck you, Hemingway, for your <laughs> white male privilege. And thank you for some of the things you've written. But like some of them are admittedly not that great. So, you know, check yourself. How do we get on this topic? I don't even know. Yeah, me neither.